I've cheated on Mark twice now. I've given him every reason not to trust me. I'm so ashamed, Suze. I'm an idiot. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We discuss the most recent episodes of the Aussie soap Neighbours that just went to air and we are back in Melbourne in the Pirate Net Studios, back from our Sydney jaunt. I have the pod squad back here. I have Kate. Hey. CJ. Hello. And a new friend we collected. Hang on, friend. Nay. Super fan. Well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna run up to that. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) A friend we collected at the Australian Podcast Awards last weekend, aka... Neighbours' number one Australian male fan, maybe? <laughs> Only male fan? No, no, no. None. We have a few. I'm in of the show, not of the podcast. No, we have a few. Yeah. Our top patron, Wolfman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Identifies as male. What was that? Uh, we had another man. I can't remember his name. Oh, the one we met at the last podcast awards before yeah. you. I haven't even said your name. This is Nick Schildberger. Hello. Yay. Hello. It sounds like you like captured me and have trapped me. <laughs> yeah, we haven't let you go since Saturday. <laughs> Came back in the carry-on. This is what happens when people pay us compliments. We don't, we don't let them leave. So we came out of the podcast awards. Firstly, congratulations to Eyes on Gilead who took out our category best fan cast. So my husband came to the awards with us yes. and he said we were robbed. Yeah, because he says things like that. Yep. And we discussed afterwards that maybe only men say things like that. And I've had three men send me a message saying you were robbed. Because <laughs> in actuality, I love Eyes on Gilead and I listen to it and I think they do a really wonderful analysis of Handmaid's Tale and Friends of the Show. Well deserved. Nick, I found him. I, we, I came out of the award ceremony and I find Kate and CJ chatting to this fellow and they said... Well, what did we say? We said, this is Nick. He's our super fan. Yeah. How did you find us, Nick? And why did you stick around? Well, I started listening to this podcast uh, a year ago when a colleague of mine who was a judge at the podcast awards was judging your podcast. So you can blame him for not winning. He judged a little too harshly there. He said, I know you like watching Neighbours. Oh, you're you're out to someone. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the people I employ. uh, They have to be nice to me. I pay them. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, listen to this podcast about Neighbours because it's actually quite enjoyable. And I've been listening ever, ever since. So high when I, praise. High that, that, praise. That is going in the next Neighbours postcard. Actually, quite enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> it's going in my media pack. <laughs> I said not awful earlier about something. and yeah, I'm not so, very good with my compliments, am I? Because, Nick, you work in an audio business. I do. You run it. You run it. And I said, how's my audio? And you said, not horrible. <laughs> Which is high praise. <laughs> Poorly delivered, but high praise. That's why you were there last weekend presenting an award. Which category did you present? Uh, the political something in society. Oh, yeah, and by then everyone was really depressed in the room because it was election night. So. Yeah, I have was... to say, when you said that you'd presented an award, I was like, oh, yeah, I was only five rows from the front. No, yeah, and and I, didn't think, I don't think I was focusing on that one. He's a white man, Kate. I can't blame you there. It was 20 minutes before the end, so I was a little bit offended, but that's okay. I still came and said hi. 
You did, you did. And you knew our names, so that, that impressed me. So. And also, you do live in Melbourne. We didn't just bring you down from Sydney because you complimented us. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your history with neighbours? I grew up in Melbourne. I haven't really moved off page 46 of the Melways. Uh, oh, there's a reference. I watched it as a kid. I've got older siblings, so I actually listened to a lot of episodes when I was younger because my older two siblings are a lot older than me. So they were allowed to watch and I wasn't. So I, I think- would sneak in and sit with my back to the couch um, try and watch in the reflection of the window, but um, that didn't work that well. So I would listen to a lot of the episodes uh, and then occasionally, you know, stick my head around until I would get caught. But getting, the risk of getting caught was pretty high, so it was, it was better to listen to the whole episode than risk getting caught watching it. Uh, it's an audio drama. And then I grew up and uh, drifted away from Neighbours for a little while. What years do you reckon you yeah. were away? Who were your people? The, I mean, I'm, we're all about the same age, I think. I'm probably a little bit older. So I was a, a child of the 80s. So I, I drifted out kind of 98, 99, 2000, I Well, I, I finished school around in 97, so it's probably, probably where I drifted yeah. out as I reckon, well. I reckon it's probably, yeah, very same sto- similar story as me, I think. Um, but came back in probably, what, about 10 years later and hadn't really missed a beat, so... That's soap opera for you. Life got a little bit more interesting when you are 18, didn't it? Kind of like at 6.30 back at home, nah, nah. nah. And now I'm married with two children, so watching Neighbours is like the highlight of my night. Do, do you feel like you and, like, I, I feel like Toadie's the same age as me, so I feel, I'm, I don't know how he's got, like, an adult child. I mean, and he did adopt that child. child. But still, oh, I, did, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, say, I don't yeah. think he had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, was adopted, so. Yeah, yeah. Toadie's younger children is more where I'm at. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, well, my, my, my kids are of a similar age, mm-hmm. of the younger version. Now, oh, I've just written here, Sydney chat, hot mess, question mark. <laughs> are you referring to me? <laughs> no, me. Oh. Because I was, Nick realised, pointed out earlier that I was drunk tweeting on Saturday night because I get really emotional about our audience when I'm drinking. I'm just like, these people want to listen to what I have to say. They're really (laughs) great. So, yeah, go back. Go back through the archives of Saturday night. I'm so disappointed you didn't cry in front of me. Ah, If Sydney didn't have lockout laws, that was on the horizon because I am a crier. I'm very glad we got kicked out and sent home. That pub we went to absolutely reeked of cigarette smoke. We went to a second location. Oprah says you're not meant to do that. <laughs> you're not meant to. Not with a stranger. <laughs> no. And then you brought him back home. Well, when C- it- CJ and I just abandoned you. All right, good luck. <laughs> I knew a few people. There was someone I was trying to schmooze who was there that I was following to the pub. And, um, yeah, that's what happens when people pay you, me compliments. <laughs> <laughs> just go wherever they tell me to go. So if you are looking to hurt Vaya, that's, that's the way in. Right. Neighbours Council Business. The business, again. Now, there was a great question raised on the council tonight as we were recording. Oh, yes. Neighbours Council on Facebook is our discussion group. And Ashley just joined recently and says she likes to listen to podcasts when she puts the bins out. And my question to you, Ashley, is how long is your driveway? That is up. Yeah, it takes me about 30 seconds to put the bins out. Well, actually, sorry, it takes me. It takes my husband yeah, yeah, about 30 yeah. seconds to put the bins out. Maybe she's really into being zero waste. And mm. she's got, got to sort through things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, question on the council tonight. Friend of the pod, Sarah Jones. Um, if you had to, which of the men on the street would you marry? You have to marry them in character for realsies and live with them and everything. And one of the options she put was Clancy, <laughs> the dog. And cl- so far, Clancy has three votes. So come on, round the table. Vea Pashos. Well, I clicked on that survey, but I didn't see all the options and I just saw David and I just clicked on him. David's got 20 votes and he's ahead at the moment. He's at the top. Look, I would still, I would still marry Ned because I feel like I can change a man. Mm. <laughs> it's futile, I know. That's problematic. I picked Paul, of course. You did pick Paul, yeah. yeah. How about you? 
I don't want to marry any of them. Doesn't matter. I'd like to go have a beer with Kyle, though. He seems like... No, you've got to marry. Pick one. Uh, And that's what for realsies. I've got to look for realsies. Um... Can I phone a friend? Can I have a hint? Who, I don't know. No, there's no uh, right answer except for know, not I, answering. I can't even well, think. I think you, you wanted to have a beer with Kyle. That's yeah, the that's first marriage. indication. That's, you yeah. love him. Yeah. For yeah. realsies. So I, I was pondering that question, all my drive all the way up here, and I just came to the conclusion that I'm going to marry Dippy. I'm not a lesbian, but, yeah. you know, she's hot. She's a good cook. She's pretty caring. I think that's what I need in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was a huge fan of Piper, but she's gone. Yeah, I loved her, but not the, they gave her some weird choices towards the end there. She had a lot of emotions. I liked middle-era Piper. Like, not when she first joined and not when she left, but when she was mm. in the middle. Agreed. Going on crusades. Yeah, definitely. Another item of business is Buddy Watch is moving our sister podcast. I'm moving it from the internet to Patreon, just for reasons. Because it's more economical and more efficient for it to live under our Patreon banner. How many patrons do we have now? 38. We've got a new one. Almost. Shout out. Louis S is our newest one. He took us to 38. 39 is going to be old mate over here, Nick. And if you listen to the Nabite I posted with Erin Mallory Long, I added a little bit about what I was doing in Sydney, having secret meetings. So you can listen to the Nabite and find out what I did. Now, deep dive. We're doing a deep dive into the episode we just watched this evening. I called an emergency meeting of the Babysitter's Club so we could cover this. It is Thursday the 23rd of May, 2019. Dumpster Fire Ellie has Thanks. exploded. This girl's a dumpster fire. Can I read the Foxtel summary of this episode? Please, Kate, go ahead. In what feels like the longest kept secret ever, <laughs> Ellie comes clean about all the terrible things she's done to hide the truth from Mark regarding the paternity of her baby. That is actually the judgiest um, <laughs> summary I've ever read. That poor captioner has been watching along oh. for fuck's sake. Uh, before that, though, Kate, you wanted to address something that has changed on our screens. Oh, yes, we've got new credits again. I noticed the same thing. I, in fact, I wrote it down. Oh, fantastic. That's even better because I was going to go. I think they yeah. were the – yeah, anyway. You it is, it. It's unusual that they give away storylines in the credits ahead of time. Mm. But I noticed on Wednesday uh, – well, Chloe and Pierce were looking chummy. So <gasps> that ba- yeah. Bachelor Tim is back and looking – Sensational. Silver Fox. I'm concerned about his patience. He's meant to be a chiropractor. What's going on? No, but it's Do you like mean bo- the real guy? Yeah. Oh. It's like the Bondi Vesh. Like he's down the vet surgery yeah. any day. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's moved on. Like Dr. Andrew Rochford. Can we get back to the credits? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Finn is with B and Ellie, which just seems really weird. In a probes. His like, victims. His victims of crime. And all so happy together on the pool lounge. I feel it's it's Stockholm Syndrome now, isn't it? Is he moving in with them or? Well, he does live with them. And well, Ellie, Ellie's moved back now. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, j- jumping ahead, yeah. Every, anything's better than him sitting on his Pat Malone with the newspaper. That was a sad state of affairs. <laughs> that was kind of great, though. It kind of, was kind of, <laughs> kind of fitting, I thought. Next. Amy and Kyle. Yeah, having a mm. beer. Cheersing, I think, right? So. Just like, farewell, fuckwit. <laughs> I'm assuming the wedding I, did not go well. I can see clearly now. <laughs> uh, no surprise, Mark is not with Ellie. He's back with David and Aaron. Good. Makes I'm sense. glad that David and Aaron are still together in the credits. Mm. It's not looking I, good for them bit, this way. Bit rocky, bit rocky. I actually don't like when they pair off couples in the credits. I liked when they hang out in friend groups. Okay. Because it's. I'm just, pretty sure David and Aaron are friends. 
Well, yeah, but, you know. I don't like when they're all paired off like Noah's Ark animals. And Gary's still washing the car. (laughs) With Sheila. That's like, oh, he's up there in the saddest bitch stakes, isn't he? The saddest bitch in Erinsborough just wants to love and be loved in return. Oh, yeah. he has to be the top of the list. Yeah, we got someone made me a trophy. I'm so sorry, dear listeners. I still haven't got down to working out the saddest bitches, but my God, it's like it's like that meme of the woman trying to work out the maths. It, it, <laughs> there is some algorithm here that it's 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 really hard. There's so many different inputs to make the saddest bitch actually, in Arizona. Actually, Kate has a great version of that meme with Detective Mechanic trying mm-hmm. to do the maths, and it's a great time. Oh, I've kind of come up with a new nickname for him. Oh, what is that? Debt cuck. <laughs> We can't if we're – how else could we describe Some it? nicknames are for Twitter only. Okay, Nay Tweets sent me the trophy, the saddest bitch in Erinsborough, and he, they awarded it to Gary Canning for the inevitable cluster that is Gary's surprise wedding, which we'll get to. How cute. I do like that. Now, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this episode. So in, on Wednesday night – actually, CJ, you can talk me through how Ellie came to tell her husband – her special news. So I've got a soft spot for Mark. Um, I do too now. He's won me over. Wow. The saddest bitches <laughs> in neighbours. Oh, no. I'll wear it. I'll wear it. Um, so Mark decides to reenact their wedding. Dressed as Colonel Harlan Sanders. <laughs> well, I mean. At 7am, was it too? Yeah. Finger licking good. Um, and he put flowers and candles out and just... Mark, if you just take the physique of Mark away and think of him as a sad older teenage girl that never got what she wanted oh, yeah, oh, and, and place Vaya Pashas. Like yeah. Gary Canning. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, I've got a soft spot for all of them. Um, <laughs> my neighbour, my IRL neighbour. Apropos of nothing, by the way, was there any reason for him restaging their reception? Uh, um, Aaron told him, hey, have you ever, like, you know, really forgiven her and, like, been less of a prick to her. Um, he went, oh, no, to I haven't. I better light some candles. It was time for a grand gesture. There hasn't been a grand gesture for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Let, let's relive the worst day of my life. Hey, I'm your husband now. You should be able to tell me anything. Talk to me. I cheated on you. I slept with your sister. And Ellie's, really, because it's not like she enjoyed telling him that at the wedding. Because well, they didn't, they would have been stuck with the catering bill. Oh, oh my God, that wedding would have cost a fucking bomb. And Mark doesn't like to, you know, put things out of place in his home. So he's got all these flowers and candles and put them all out mm-hmm. and he's lit them. And then he's they were the Chekhov's speech. flowers. Oh, Chekhov's man. flowers. And then he gets a speech out that he's got on little little cards like you have it at school when you've got to memorise things. It's, it's at the Honda end of financial year sale. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing. That's scary. And what I can only assume is that these, this speech was the speech that he put in his pocket on the wedding day and said, well, I won't say that now because you're a beep, 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 beep. A Honda end of year sale. <laughs> she just says, Mark, I've got to tell you something. It's not your baby. And then they cut to the end. And, and we, we had to wait left. 24 damn hours. Mm-hmm. But Ellie was also channeling the ghost of Junkie Erin throughout this whole scene. She's going, oh, yeah, she, it's, not, it's not your baby, Mark. <laughs> that would have helped. That would have eased the nerves. 
Hang on, can I, can I backtrack? Of course. There was one fantastic line from Mark when he said, I'll be there on your bad teaching days, which <laughs> so, made me think you're going to be there a lot. 365, <laughs> 365 year round, mate. I, I'm Including sure holidays. Said something else ridiculous too. Like it was terrible. Was it about her hair? Yes. Oh, yeah, bad hair days, yeah. She, I, that's, fuck you, mate. She never has bad hair days. In fact, that she should she have said, like, she should have dropped the bomb and then gone, P.S., how dare you? My hair is immaculate. Do you realise? Also, how- I'm carrying someone else's child. <laughs> Take that. So, wow. Okay. To his credit, he, he's quietly processing this information before he blows a gasket and then he immediately blows a gasket, which is great. Mark, I wanted to tell you so bad, but it was one lie after another and, and everything was out of control. So the father knows. But I didn't deserve the truth! She slides straight into the, remember that day you said you couldn't touch me anymore? Well, I found someone that would. (laughs) I thought she was quite narky as well. She was like... Uh, Your fault, mate. Your fault. I was looking for the right moment. And then then you said you thought you'd never be able to touch me again. How does that have anything to do with it? Because that's the night it happened. After you said that to me. Well, because she got to do that last time she did it on him. She got to say it was your fault because you weren't emotionally available to me because your best friend died. And and your sister's got magic hands. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots of things. Wow. Okay. And Oh, and she said it only happened one time. I shouted at the TV. No, it didn't. You slept with his sister. Also, the problem came about because of the one time. Because she's like, it's not your baby. But we only had sex one time. Yes. That's and all it takes. <laughs> Are you going to teach health at Erinsborough High too? Because get get Millsy back for the <laughs> biology teacher. She should be teaching um sex ed. And then then he goes who who and I don't know. I'll put it to the room. Would you have just volunteered the facts no. right off the bat there? No, I would have said oh just some guy to met in the bar because really that's who it was. That's who it was. Then she follows it up with. Sean Watkins. And I'd be like, who? Yeah, same. I was like, who the fuck is that? Watkins? <laughs> did you feel that even though, because Mark's been running around for weeks now telling everyone, Ali's pregnant, don't be mean to her, be lovely to Ali, she's pregnant, she's pregnant, she's but pregnant. You know, all pregnant women got that consideration. I mean, I'm emotionally flighty. So my husband was the nicest he's ever been to me for that whole nine months. And so I feel that. He wanted to go further than he did, but he was still thinking, I'm not going to kill the baby and yell so much. Yes. There was a line. We'll get to it. There's a line later that I thought oh. was. I was thinking, how on earth did you contain yourself? Yeah. I mm. wanted more. They kept cutting to the cannings and like, cut back, cut back. I need more, Mark. Back to the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> I need all 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you know, when Sonia died and we got a whole episode, we should have got a whole episode yes. for this. It deserved it. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I really don't think either of them are up to doing a two-hander, to be honest. I don't know about that. I think that Mark's doing a fabulous job. No, I agree. I think. Sorry, what's last... his real name? No, no. We're not. <laughs> Scott. 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 Like, I think he's doing a great like job. Just like our Lord and Saviour. So she volunteers the information that she slept with Finn's brother. Which she didn't know. Girl, give yourself a bit of leeway here. You didn't know him from a bar of soap. Yeah, but I mean, she did all this. She did nothing right. It doesn't matter. She's done nothing right. And then, so she volunteers that information. She then says, he doesn't want the baby. He wants me to raise it with you. Mark's like, And then Ellie's like, oh, for the sake of the baby, I didn't want to like ruffle feathers. Come 
is this? Is this you? You two have had nabubs. Is this a thing where you can't have problem? Like you can't have tumultuous conversations when you're pregnant. Stress isn't good for a fetus. No, no. but also, which well, actually, I was going to pull you. Don't up. think she's been stressed. Got, no, got she's a, been terrible at, at avoiding that, yes. She's just been silently stressed. I've got to pull you up from the last episode in that you're wondering, like, you know, you know it, it, Ellie could have had a termination, but remember she had the miscarriage that she was devastated about. So that's why she wanted to keep this baby and she wants to look after its health. That's what she said, but I don't think she wants this baby. She only wanted Mark to love her. Yeah. He's right later when he goes, this was all about you. You wanted what was right for you. You let me imagine having this life. I mean, I think now her body's probably evolving to love the fetus. Yeah, like yeah. she's... But way back when she was trying to, you know, seduce Mark so that she could stop pretending she was pregnant. And he didn't want to touch her. I've still got the audio of him doing MC Hammer. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. He explained why. He said he admitted that he only took her back because of the baby. <gasps> Oh my god! And lied. like we knew that. Like seriously, like it's like, mate, it's, it's hardly a massive secret. But I love when the characters say what we're thinking. I'm so glad he said it. Yes. After you cheated on me with Chloe, you asked me if I was only taking you back because you were pregnant. You said, you said you still loved me. I lied. I only did it because I wanted that baby. I did find it a little worrying when he goes. They take it to the street. This is great. When they take the argument to the street. Why wasn't Canning's, you know, party consent-free wedding um, (laughs) on the street? They could have repeated the whole neighbourhood watching the argument. Would have been amazing. Was anyone else surprised that he, like, the state he would have been in, his head would have been, like, just exploding. But he suddenly remembered that the scan on the fridge was not the right... Yeah, that was pretty... That was cluey. He's really, I mean, yeah, he joined a few mathematical dots for there. For a pretty ordinary detective. But a pretty ordinary detective. I was yeah. pretty impressed with that. So, some of his best work, I thought. We have a 12 week ultrasound on our fridge. But you weren't even 12 weeks then. Is that even your baby on the fridge? Where did it come from then? Where did it come from? 19 year old Millsy got the maths right on that one. And then, and then brags about it. He's like, I worked it out on my own, guys. And everyone's like... Yeah, but he's 19, mate. I'm, I'm impressed by it. Yeah, but it's like, not, not the time, Millsy. Millsy's trying to work out how to use a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. This is I'm doing this beat by beat because it's too wonderful. They're in the street, the cul-de-sac. Mark brings up the ultrasound. And she... This is the second point where I'm like, hun. This is, she's full junkie Aaron at this yeah. stage as well. Can you do it? How does she going, it? oh, it's Caitlin's <laughs> scan. Ellie, Eleanor Brennan, Eleanor soon to be Conway again. This is what you say when he says, what's the ultrasound on the fridge? You go Google Images. That is a yeah. Google Images ultrasound. I bought it off a junkie in the street Goodbye. at the hospital. <laughs> Thank you. Anything. No further called Erin. <laughs> yeah. No, she goes, oh, it's your other dead baby's ultrasound. No, Ellie. Look, I'm glad she did that because when he took it off the fridge, I was quite relieved he didn't tear it up because I was, I was going to say, don't do it, don't do it. It's your only picture of your only child. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, he just put it to the side and then exploded. Smashed the flowers all over the floor. All right, you know they were only on the floor for 30 seconds before he got his, like, <laughs> dustpan out and That's swept That's what I was thinking. That's, yeah. like, the best thing he could have done was smash that stuff because now we can clean up for, like, four hours. Yeah, just and, you know, we all do it. ourselves favours and he just went, look, I really need to just, you know, stress clean. Stress clean. So, 
I will give anything for a deleted scene of him getting the dust buster out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, must scrub, clean. <laughs> oh, I love it when he cleans. So he goes down to the pub, right? Aaron and da- Darren have made up. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of Aaron. Yeah. He's constantly putting his doctor husband in danger of being deregistered. And his, his doctor husband has already been put on a warning. He for, lost his life. The, the drugs, the well, painkillers, wasn't it? Kate, you might say it's another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> I do. Kate just clapped him in for that. I mean, I never married a doctor, but I would say if I had, I would keep my behaviour... To a level which would give me handbags. Yeah. Aaron needs to behave and get pretty things. Can someone step us through what he did? Oh, he did an old Dean. What Dean did two weeks shit, ago. Shitbag kid. Did a Miss Marble around the middle of folders. I, mean, I think he broke privacy laws. I think that's what we'd call it. Probably got his husband sacked again. And kept, like, sang like a canary to the whole street. David's like, hello, my job is on the line. Shh, I've got to tell everybody that Millsy remembered something. I was a little bit intrigued as to the conversation where David was explaining to Aaron that he's got everything under control because he's an expert. But isn't this his first patient? <laughs> like you said before, another dark day for Aaron Sparrow Hospital. Thank you. I agree, but he's more of an expert than Aaron is. True, but on your first patient? Well, it's not his first patient. It's just his first psych patient, right? Yeah, but this guy's done some pretty serious stuff. He had wires stuck to his head, all right? I believed mm. whatever that was telling him. Wires. Were they plugged into anything? I don't think so. Hard to say. <laughs> into his handwritten notepad? Let's. <laughs> okay, so Mark's debriefing with Darren at the pub. I like that. Hang on. I like that he rage walked to the pub. Mm. Quickly, too. Mm. Yeah. He didn't take his suit off it, without getting into his active way. Remember how he would do um, rage running? Just <laughs> no, people going, like driving past him going, hey, it's the Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> what is the secret? No. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Ellie trudges in to Arnie Sue's place. Those Kennedys, they've been through a bit. A love child, that's all. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> they did all groan a little bit like, oh, Ellie, what have you done? Ellie, I don't know what to say. It breaks my heart to think that you didn't feel you could tell us what was happening. I wanted to. I was just ashamed. I really didn't want to lose my husband. Call a friend and go to the pub. I mean, she couldn't go to that pub. She she can't drink. A different pub. Hang on. Who's her friend? Good point. Call Paige from Queensland. (laughs) Her best friend's getting married without consent next door. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a um, flash wedding. She's like, this is like a terrible wedding you hear about, like, overseas. That's Life magazine. In a child bride or In a cult. <laughs> yeah, a cult. I just want to, this moment at the Kennedy house was quite incredible because the Kennedys have put up with a lot. Last time she rolled in and had said, I, I slept with the groom's sister. And they were like, oh, Ellie, silly Billy. And this time when she rolled out, oh, I, the, I slept with someone and now this is his baby. Oh, and it's Millsy's brother. And they just were like, whoa, what the hell are we meant to do with this? And then Carl just heads on over to the Brennans because he knows how he feels. He brought, brought up Izzy, Izzy problems. And then the two of them were about to start a bloody men's rights activist group, like how those women that screwed us over. So I think Suze is jealous because Suze was the the saviour of this family and she was going to be the most forgiving person on Ramsey Street. 
And now Ali's gone and made a child with one of the Millsies. <laughs> but she can still hook up with Millsie. Is that a storyline coming? I feel like it's imminent. Suze. You mean Ellie? Yeah. Suze. Oh, Suze. Yeah. Hey, Suze. I reckon she. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm writing fan fiction in my brain as we speak. The, the credits are pointing to a, a love triangle between his two victims, but I think Suze would be a much better option. That's when we and we can use a bit of um, Kate Sobrano's "Young Boys Are My Weakness" <laughs> as well. Nick, did you remember that episode where she measured him for a suit up close and personal oh, in the hospital wing? Yes. The old inside leg move. How did you? How do suits get measured? Is it like yeah. that? Exactly like that. Yeah, but it's normally like an older man. Quite often a man. Yeah. And they're not panting. <laughs> <laughs> too, too much? No, no but it's, it's going into my fan fiction. Um, and then it comes, it comes out that part of Ellie's deal with old baby daddy Blando was that, that she had to persuade the Kennedys to take Finn in. And they, this is the best part, were outraged yes. by this. This is the moment where I, when they scattered, were like pigeons. You, you would be outraged. Why on earth did she tell them that? Like, we took him criminally in, you bitch. You are the fucking idiots who took him in. Except this situation. Yeah. Suze was only waiting for someone to say it. Yeah, if Ellie, Suze was a heartbeat away from volunteering. Mm. Sean needed to know if Finn had somewhere safe to go. He promised to keep my secret and leave. If I convinced you guys to let Finn live here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ellie, so you talked us into letting him live with us so you could keep your secret about the baby. And the Kennedys, like, they scattered like 10 pin bowling pins. Then Ellie comes over back to Mark. And I wanted at least four more scenes of them screaming at each other in the street. The problematic moment in the street when he says to her, Get away from me before I do something I regret. Was that a bit DV to you guys? What I thought was going to happen is that he was going to storm past her and knock her down the stairs and she was going to lose the baby. That's oh, what I thought was going to happen. That's a little bit crossroads. Is she going to have this baby? I, Good question. I reckon she will. I'm going to say no. I reckon she's going to Sweden or Switzerland or wherever the hell he is. Uh, my wife was a little bit upset that Ellie wasn't showing in last night's episode out in the street, like the jeans and the tight T-shirt. But uh, we may have been sucked in that she's like 13 weeks. So my mm. prediction is... If she's only, what, seven or eight, you said, Kate, weeks? Yeah, yeah, she's pretty early on. With my last child, I didn't announce I was pregnant until I was about 20 weeks, I reckon, so. Can I tell you a secret, Kate? What? CJ accidentally saw on your phone one day early before you'd announced because you were scrolling through to show us. Oh, like a, a, a scan? You would know you were scrolling through to show us a neighbour's screenshot, 100%. And it was neighbours related. Mm. We were in the same positions. I and think. CJ's oh. like, I think I saw a scan. <laughs> <laughs> To wait like five weeks. The cat is out of the bag. <laughs> it was a very exciting few minutes for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I pride myself on figuring it out early for everyone. You were, you were the Millsy. I worked it out. I worked it out by myself. <laughs> there was that moment when he said he worked it out by himself. Everyone looked at him and like, oh my God, there's a felon living in our house. <laughs> How have we not realized this until now? <laughs> okay, we'll get to the surprise wedding in a minute because it was bloody weird. Um, Ellie finally shuffles back over to the Brenden. Man. And she said, an English teacher, I might add, says, I'm glad you text. Oh, my God. This is mm. what's wrong with the youth of today. I'm glad you text is not past tense, Ellie. That's present tense. That's you saying, I'm glad that in your life you text people. <laughs> Congratulations. You've learned how to text. What you should have said was, I'm glad you texted me. Thanks for getting in touch. Yeah. Another dark day for Erinsborough High. Mm-hmm. So he's packed her bags. <laughs> Bag. He would have done it really neatly. He would have used, um, what did I take to Sydney? Oh, the, 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 the pods. 
They're called I'm suitcase on the organize, uh, suitcase organizers. One of those pods, aren't they? They're Airpods. No, no, no they're like they're like lingerie bags. Packing, oh, packing cubes. Packing cubes. Please packing. cut anything out that I just said. No, no, no. You um, you weren't saying anything. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but you weren't su- saying it. The props department may have let us down. That suitcase looked empty. Did she take a carry-on suitcase to live with her husband? <laughs> nah, we see. I look at that and go, mm, yeah. What would I do? I'd be like. You know what? You're getting the most useless things out of your wardrobe that I'm chucking in this bag and you're not coming back in. See, I reckon she's actually like, because Millsy's in her room, right? Back at the Kennedys. She must have just left it almost exactly because she's just secretly moved over one outfit at a time over the last six months. It was quite subtle. Yeah. There's got to be another bedroom there in the Kennedys because they had the three kids. So there's got to be another spare room. Maybe Ellie will have to kip out in the gazebo what is it the hot house oh, the greenhouse the green room green greenhouse with, with the durian <laughs> the apricots oh. <laughs> um so he's packed her stuff he tells her as we've mentioned i was lying i never loved you and i haven't loved you since you slept with my sister that was amazing i just wanted the baby all he wants is the baby baby on the baby he should adopt. Yes. Or go in with a lesbian couple and be a donor daddy. No, or just go to India, get a surrogate. Yeah. Please, please neighbours, writers, if you're listening, give him a baby at some point. Yes. Let's give him a baby. They are listening. Can we get a change org petition up to get Mark a baby? Yeah. Oh, CJ, did you pick up the bit that really irritated me tonight? No. When he was mean? talking about where he'd put everything in the kitchen. Oh, and he's like, oh. oh, this is where I'm going to hang the, the jumper from. Well, A. Okay, they're, they're controversial in the whole parenting world, okay, aren't they? So, Baby yes, jumpers. I, I totally loved it, but there, whatever. It was an amazing speech. It was an amazing <laughs> speech. Wasn't, wasn't that bit that shat me? Okay, it was, he's going to put the floor mat on the floor. <gasps> and the play mat that was going to go down here. Amazing. Wait a minute. <laughs> he really thought that through. He starts with, see that door frame. See that door frame? It's where I was going to hang the baby bouncer. I thought he was going to say, you walk your ass through it, girl. You tie a noose. No, but then he said, I'm going to hang the bouncer off of that. It didn't seem like a convenient spot to hang the bouncer because you don't want it in a walkway. No, it's great there because you can cook dinner and they are held in a container. In fact, at the Melbourne show. Well, you give your child hip dysplasia. Oh, no, he's fine. He runs around. Everything's great. Um, Doesn't he? He scares people. Yes, he's running. He's got a lot of energy. Yeah. In fact, I saw a show, a a ride at the Melbourne show where adults were basically in bouncers and I I looked at it longingly. I thought, in a few years, I can put him back in the bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was going to put the bottles, I don't know, in the kitchen. Baby bottles, bowls and plates. They were going to go in there. (laughs) <laughs> that was my thing. Mate, are you going to be supportive of her breastfeeding journey? Apparently you not. do not make a bloody specific cupboard for bottles in that space. <laughs> no. And also, I don't think he's going to be supportive of her breastfeeding journey because maybe he's just going to take the baby away from her. Honestly, she would have been on the Terps like 24-7 yeah. after the birth anyway, so I'm, possibly a good thing. I'm quite happy. She should just just give him the baby. She just should. give it to him. Yeah. What's she going to do with it? Yeah, oh, God. She's ain't going to get no expensive um, pram or cot now. I reckon Suze is half a millimetre off saying you can't actually stay here. I don't know where you are. You know what's going to happen? Never happen. Kate Stradamus. Kate Stradamus. You've had a good run lately. Kate Raisin, a.k.a. Millsy and Sean's mother, rich mother, is going to come back in and repossess her grandchild. (gasps) Oh. I like that. That's good. I think she's going to lose it in the next two weeks, but that's much better. 
I think you might. I reckon all the stress. This is dark, but I reckon it'll go to term and then things will go bad. Do you reckon? I reckon maybe Sean will die, and that's where where um the (laughs) grandma's going to come in. All good ideas. When there's stuff around your house that's busted up and not so grouse, or there's something that needs nailing, am I right? I'll be down there in a while. Just call me, Dialer Kyle. One eight hundred Dialer Kyle. Oh shit! I forgot to get a phone number that spells something. One eight hundred seven five eight seven four six nine three two. Uh, we have to leave a little room aside to discuss the wedding of the year. Well, so Gary's getting nervous that he might lose his fiance to his son because, because it's a valid belief. Because she Any, needs to go out with him. Anytime you see the two of them in the same frame, you go, mm, yes. And when you see Gary and Amy, you go, what, mm. what are you doing? And you're like, okay, you guys are doing a drama exercise and you're seeing partners for the day, okay. Sometimes you make a mistake when you don't think you have options available and I think that's what Amy did. She was like, there's no men left. I'm going to go and marry Gaz. Well, this is why she and Ellie are the saddest bitches in Erinsborough. I, I mean, it was a great day to be a sad bitch in Erinsborough today. I, I know, and I can't say it, but I feel it this time. This is the first time I've really felt it. <laughs> um, Nick, where are you on the whole Gazmi situation? Well, I've seen the credits. She ends up with it appears <laughs> she ends up with Kyle. So I feel really bad for Gary because he seems like a. Oh no! I'm getting, no, 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 no! Kate just, just gave epic side eye to yeah. Nick. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. It's okay. I find we can ca- love characters together. It's no, okay. No, no, I find his character extraordinarily hard to watch, <laughs> but I'm still going to feel sorry for him when he like calls a party and a surprise wedding, and it doesn't look like it's gonna. Except he was acting like if he didn't lock that shit down, something was gonna explode. He was like, "She's gonna marry me right now. Got a surprise wedding. Just everyone's gonna go to get married." All he had to do was take her to a room and say, "I and tie her up." No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and say, I would love to get married today. I've arranged a celebrant. Do you want to go and do that? And she probably would have thought it was really romantic. No, she would have said no. But at least and it would have, have been said, a way. She would have said, she would have said, was Susan not available? Well, no, because she's over with Ali. <laughs> she's bloody putting out fires across the road. <laughs> and not invited. Yeah, because they don't approve of her. Um, oh, that's right. Hang on. Housing Millsy. Yet Shane was there and Shane despises Gary. And so Gary and Shane had a heart to heart. Well, actually, I made a note about that. That was one of the weirdest conversations mm. I've ever seen on Neighbours. It's like, ah, so um, I don't like you, you don't like me, and um, you're a loser. Yeah, I'm a loser too, and um, good chat. I've got to say, watching you uh, make dumb choices over and over and over, <laughs> you don't make it easy on yourself, do you? But uh, you remind me of, well, of me. You, you remind me of when I was younger, and I'm like, hang on. Shane's older than Gazcan? God, Gazcan's had a bad life. No, no, I think I think that was his point. You remind me of when I was younger and I'm 10 years younger than you now. <laughs> Quebec's loser. By the way, who's back from New York? Oh, oh Jimmy's got a few centimetres on him, doesn't he? Jimmy's gone through puberty now. His voice is lowered. Just as long as you don't lose your Aussie accent. No way. The girls over there love it. Little string bean, he's back in our lives. What I loved was, so Gary brought him back from New York where he's been living with his dad. And everyone's like, oh, is it a milestone birthday, Amy? I didn't realise it was a special occasion. And no one's putting a number on it. Everyone's like, how old is she meant to be? Like, how old is she? Well, look, I feel she was a small child in the late 80s. So I'm thinking she was born around maybe 83, 84. I was thinking mid-30s, but yeah, so maybe a bit older, yeah. Mid-30s to late-30s. A few people were doing the 
Matt's meme and going, is she 40? Because I didn't think she was 40. She's certainly not 40. No. And Jimmy be judging Kyle. Well, fair enough, because he walked out on his mother. And so he's really upset about that. Oh, Jimmy. Can can you answer a question for me? Who is Amy closer in age to? Kyle or? Kyle. Gary. Carl's in, his, Kyle. Carl's in his mid-twenties, mid to late-twenties. Mid to late-twenties, because he graduated, he was with the Kate Ramsey class of mm. whatever. He's in his twenties. There's probably less than 10 years between those two. There's some very fuzzy maths in mm. their ages there. But yeah, Gary, see, we worked out, because we're like, how can Sheila be his grandma? And then we kind of worked out, oh, she had Gary when she was 16, and then he had Coyle at 16. Then that's how he's got such a young grandma. That's what Mufasa calls the circle of life. So yeah, so there's probably is only like sixteen years between Coyle and Gary. Do she's we... like a Venn diagram of them. Yeah, she's in the middle. <laughs> Do we think that Gaz has put the rush on this wedding because he thinks if he doesn't lock it down, she's going to go running for his son at the first opportunity? Totally. Because that doesn't no, count I don't, as I don't a win. Think, no, I don't think so because I think he was totally oblivious of. Kyle's love for Amy until only a few episodes ago. Till Chloe let the cat out of the bag. But I Chloe the... told him and he got straight on the blower and tried to get a, a celebrant. I would be. Oh, was would... the wedding not planned till after that conversation? Mm. Yeah. It was just going to uh, be Amy's birthday party. I would have been quaking in my boots if I was Gaz Can because this super hot woman is telling me that my son prefers my fian- my yeah, my fiance over her. Mm. What planet is he on? <laughs> I loved their. Rem- they were bonding over the Ute. Remember when she was? He was. They were working together, and they were getting the tools out of the Ute. And Bossy was playing, and they were having sparks. I really liked when they got together. And she was oh. super ochre. Her New yes. Zealand. Her New Zealand ochre. And she was. She didn't want to wear a dress, and Xanthi had to put her in a dress so they could go well, out. She, wearing, she had PTSD from wearing dresses. <laughs> I do love when she rolls out the ochre. Like just when she got up to make the impromptu speech, suddenly the ochre was like you know. Tenfold, it was great. Yeah. Ah, well, uh, Amy's not that great at making speeches. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, thank you all for coming today. Um, couldn't be happier. <laughs> I can. She's triggered in her Kiwi accent when she's working with Leo as well. Mm. They oh, like is he a New Zealander. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Because clearly, sorry, something happened in that womb. Yeah, <laughs> one, one was on, yeah, on the other side of the Tasman. <laughs> also, Sheila smells a rat. She's like, "Where's your son?" We're going to have a wedding. Where's your son? And also, where's your daughter? Xanthi's not invited. But anyway, whatever. Where's your son? Yeah, he gets um, what's-his-face from New York where he's really enjoying school, um, which is weird because there's a lot of other things in New York. Jimmy. And girls. Yeah, and girls. But doesn't get Zancan down from Brizzy? That's not fair. But well, we know I, planes I, don't go there. I did pose that question tonight on Twitter. And Guy on Twitter said it'll be the old, the man who ran over me and groomed me is living across the road excuse, which is actually fair enough. Yeah, yeah that is true. She's the only one with any sense left in her. Oh, and it ends with Gary saying, it's not just your birthday, it's your wedding day. And then Jimmy pulls a tab and the banner appears. Mr. and Mrs. As a mother of a son, shame on you, Jimmy. For not, um, for not being a good son and telling your mother mm. what's happening. At least Sheila tried to stop it. Yeah, she's oh, a good mum. What a bloody... Yeah. I feel a little unsettled as a guest at a surprise wedding. I've been a guest at a surprise wedding and I was a little thrown off kilter. Like, did I bring, did I bring a good enough present? No, no, but did wasn't I wear a, a good enough outfit? It wasn't a surprise for the bride, was it? No, she, she organised it. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. a surprise for a bride who was marrying the father of her ex 
boyfriend. No. <laughs> yeah, or one true love, as we know from the credits. Yeah, look, it seems like there's, his main deal is kind of using coercion to get her to marry him. So it's Look, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow when she breaks his heart in front of Paul. Ralph Wiggum style on Valentine's but, Day. But Paul's going to be so happy. Yeah, oh, that's, that's fine. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. come on. You've got to be team, the, team Paul or Team Gazcan here. In the Gary versus Paul competition, I'm Team Gazcan. Sorry. The saddest <laughs> I have problems with Paul, but I do enjoy when he wins. Yeah. Particularly over Gary. Petty that is things, fun. yeah. Because Gary's such an annoying... Oh, he's just so annoying when he's trying to gain points against Paul. Because it's rooted in the um, Therese situation. Yes. That's why it's so wrong. It's a pissing competition. Mm. We need to do shit as a citizen. Yay. Nick, do you want to go first or do you want to wait till we've... Uh, can I wait? Because I've, I've forgotten who I... I thought about this in advance, but I've forgotten. So I'll have to remind myself. Excellent. So it's usually at this point we think of them. Nick brought wine and this is the second podcast in a row where I'm not firing on all cylinders, <laughs> I've got to say. So I'll go first? Yes. So I will have to go with Citizen for Mark. You go, girl. That's it. You have taken care. You are self-respect. You kick your line, baby mama. Yeah, you kick her out in a crappy suitcase. That means you've got someone living alone on Ramsey Street. Yeah, no, someone will move in really, really soon. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Maybe Kyle. Or um, Pierce. Pierce is going to live somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hot. That'd be a sexy house. I'm writing a new... Guys, I'm writing a new fan fiction. (laughs) I'm there. Can he be a chiropractor again? <laughs> My citizen has got to go to Puffy. Oh, really? That's a little left of centre. Oh, it's, he had a sick burn. You've got to love a sick burn. Oh, when he had a go at um, what a sad bastard Gary is. <laughs> I think my citizen would be Sheila. I mean, she's the meddler from way back, but I think this time she tried to do the right thing. And for most of that episode, she was in everyone's business, but in a good way for once. Yeah, like maybe don't get married. On, with zero notice. Did they even sign a marriage license certificate thingy? No. You're no. all, you guys are all. Yeah, no, you have married. to sign that. Is it a month before you get married or something? I, I got married in Vegas. Yeah, you eloped. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I had to go and spend like three days of my life in an office in Melbourne to make it happen, and it was, the, it was awful. So you didn't have to get married again at the registry office? No. Hmm. You have to get permission mm. to get married. This is all, I don't know what it would be like now that same-sex marriage is legal, but basically I had this really ornate certificate with a lovely rubber stamp on it that said we're not cousins and and we are legally able to be married in our state. There is no way that is getting issued on in Erinsboro. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't exist. But I kept, they didn't have a list of what you ha- had to bring to get this certificate. So I would go there and I'd have like my passport and my husband's passport and my I don't, it wasn't, we, we never fiance, my boyfriend's um, passport. And they were like, oh, yeah, you need Medicare card. And I'm like, oh, no worries. I'll be back tomorrow. And then I came back with a Medicare card and they're like, oh, you need, you know, your grandmother's birth certificate. And then you have to come back tomorrow. Like, it, was, it went on for days. It sounds like me dealing with the Greek embassy to try and get dual say, citizenship. Never, ever try and get a Chinese visa. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, the Greek embassy still has a lot of really important documentation from my family that I'm never going to see again. True to form, though. Vegas never asked for the stupid certificate. They were just like, get married. Go on. Go for it. Where did you get married in Vegas? At the Little White Wedding Chapel. Of course. Well done. I've been to Vegas way more times than I would have preferred to have been. And uh, so if you're going to do it, me that's too. great. Yeah. I didn't really like Vegas. You had Elvis though, didn't you? No, we didn't Oh, what? Oh, come it was, on. It was too expensive and I was just like, we don't even like Elvis. <laughs> no, but if you're going to – would you have um, young Elvis or old Elvis? I mean, I would have had whoever they supplied. Which, <laughs> come which, on. <laughs> this is going to be a question. I would have the Kyle Elvis over the Gary Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. What? Sure. No, you've got to go 
the old Elvis in Hawaii, the bloated man in a white jumpsuit? <laughs> I did see one walking around having a cigarette on his break. Yeah, peak, um, peak Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Citizen Mark, because I was waiting for that eruption for yeah. quite a while. And you did some good stuff there, buddy. Citizen. Oh, you don't have to do both. Can I do a citizen? You're supposed to sure. be a super fan. No, you're yes, right. you can. Oh, is it not cool to do a citizen if you're a fan? No, I mean, as in you don't have to do both. You've already done a citizen. No, don't look. Hey, he's thought of one. We'll okay, let go, him go, 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 go. The citizen was easy. I, for me, it was Aaron for just like oh, yeah. telling the entire street something that he should have never known in the first place. Oh, David's not going to be a doctor for long. I don't think their marriage has gone great. I'm just putting that out there. No, no I got to say. But, they're not going to divorce, are they? They can't. They can't. No, it's the, like they're, they're the bloody... Um, they'll have to die. Poster children. Maybe they can do an open marriage. Refer, no. Oh, no. Refer no. to the credits. Very happy. Yeah, but like people can be happy with an open marriage. Until no. they get on a plane and then that's it. They'll die. There or is they'll move no to Brisbane. way they're doing an open, they're, they're no. an open marriage. Because they're the poster children for gay marriage on Australian TV now. They're not allowed to put a foot wrong. It's not wrong. If, it's, if everyone... <gasps> maybe they can take Ali's baby. Would love nothing more. Yeah, nothing more. They need more than that damn goldfish. Yep, they do. This is where we're at. This was an unexpected extra episode. This is what it might be like if you have weekly episodes, if you become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash neighbourspod. We could be here in your ears all the time. Yep. Nick, has you have your own podcast. What are you doing here? Uh, well, I'm still chained to the table. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Uh, I do. Um, I'm a co-host of a podcast that my business produces called Podcasting Essentials, which is for brands out there that want to get into the podcasting world. Nick's been giving me tips. He's been giving me a few little pointers along the way that I don't need many. You're doing a great job. Yes, because I've also he brought wine, so I've also forgotten them all. So great, great. Well, listen to Podcasting Essentials. <laughs> this is part of your plan. And can I put a plug in for another podcast? That so my business B Media Production has just launched a podcast for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. And I assume it would have broad appeal, so I'm going to give it a plug. It's called simply Melbourne Wine and Food. Awesome. Mm. Actually, no, it's not. It's called Melbourne Food and Wine. <laughs> you say it again. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can live like that. I always get it confused. We can give you some hot tips on burger restaurants in Melbourne. I no, no. Is that the fine dining you're P- Possibly not. About? No, no. Kate. I'm at Remude. CJ. At CJ the Hot Mess Mum. I'm Vaya Pashos. We are neighbourspod.com. Do I say anything else at this point? <laughs> See ya. Thank you so much for having me. There's um, on the tips. This is not good. Two eps in a row. I won't bring wine next time. Ah, oh, he's already invited himself back. Well, if we go weekly, we're going to have to have someone here every fortnight, okay? Yes, Kate, <laughs> by the way, Kate was the one who said to Nick at the podcast awards, oh, come on the podcast. And you say that a lot to people. And I'm like, maybe run it by me, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I say it, but we don't get him on. <laughs> You're the one who had him chained to your, your dungeon here. Hey, it's a townhouse. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Oh, pleasure. I've had a great time. Great. Good. That's on the record. Bye, gals, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. You said you still loved me. A lot. So-